What is it about poo? <laughs> uh, it's not about poo. No. Okay. I was like, I don't know if I want to hear it. It's, it's only acceptable if it's a baby. Even then, it's questionable. <laughs> no, no, it's not about poo, babe. Don't worry. Uh, okay, so are we live? We're live for the last live of this intake. Okay. So, guys, full disclosure: I have no childcare together. I'm a single parent, and I'm here with my baby who thought it would be really fun to play with her poo today which was great a great hour of my life I'm never getting back um Emma how are you what's going on good I mean yeah I didn't have to clean up poo so not not bad um yeah just been been working away today nothing yeah. I've had a really productive day today I've been so busy all week like on different locations for different things today I managed to get back to like 20 emails and I did something. Oh, I had two Zoom call meetings. I'm just getting through my Friday like a champ. Cleaned up poo, cleaned up a load of poo, read a load of shit about myself online. Oh, great. Hey, we did did a lot of, we did some EC planning. We did a lot of EC planning. Where Emma and I have a shared Google document that was absolutely added to and fleshed out for the new year. Okay, so this is something that we actually really need to address. So we've had a lot of you in the last, not a lot of you, like three of you with comments under in the last kind of 48 hours saying, please, 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 can we leave the the current Facebook group open until the beginning of the next round and the reason why I'm guessing you'll do this is because Emma and I have always done this because we genuinely want you guys to feel supported and if we haven't made that clear by now nothing we ever do will make that clear we leave it open between rounds so that you guys are happy so you feel like you have a sense of community a sense of support before we start the next round now there's multiple multiple reasons why there's no one reason There's multiple reasons why we decided not to do it at the end of this round. One of them, I'll I'll literally just very quickly touch on a few of them because we know we've made the right decision and we don't really need to over-explain it. One of them is, if not, we'll have two Facebook rounds open over Christmas. And as much as we ask everybody not to tag us, Emma and I wake up every morning that we say, Emma and I are not coaching in the break, to at least five to 15 tags. You can't hit everybody with that sentence in in a big group coaching round. We're not coaching in the break. We have two coaching groups over and over Christmas. Hello, we now have work, which we're already doing behind the scenes over Christmas. Put that to one side. Another reason is that every time we do it, we go back into the coaching group to close it. We see that our clients have been coaching each other. Now we're all for group support and we love that, but it would be really unprofessional and irresponsible if Emma and I have noticed this happening consistently under the the, the business and, and coaching group, the EC method, Emma and Chloe's coaching, and we allow it to continue because it's not professional, it's not responsible, and it's not fair for you guys. We are absolutely open to having discussions about those of you who can't afford the payment for the January round to make it right now. And that is something that Emma and I are talking about behind the scenes so that you guys have somewhere to go. But as it stands, that's the decision. And I really hope you guys can respect that. Well, Pam's literally just said that it's your business and I totally respect your time and your wisdom. And yeah, I think the main thing for us is as much as like it's our name, it's our reputation, it's our brand. And and there are there are like a core group of grads who probably have been here long enough to to kind of know that. But then there are new people coming in. And then it, especially with accountability Christmas, then they're like, what the hell's going on now? Emma and Chloe have just fucked off. And now there's just this group of people all talking about like, you know, and this, that and the, the other. So I think for us and like what we want the EC method to be and you know it's always we're not like other coaching programs where you come in here and then some random person's coaching you or there's 50 different coaches or you never actually see it it's like we're in it we answer everything this is us this is is what we want it to be and that's why we're going to shut it but also why we're going to do a big relaunch like we've been working pretty hard behind the scenes and the next couple of weeks like as much as people are like oh but you'll be having a break like not not really just be doing different work (laughs) And and actually have more time to do the stuff that we want to do to, to make the program better for the next year. So yeah. Yeah. I really like that point as well. I mean, I definitely was a bit 
rubbed up by by a couple of comments today because I feel like I know what the other group coaching platforms in the UK are like. I've secretly joined them to see what they're like. I've had clients tell me what they're like in de in great detail, um, even some anonymously. Like Emma and I really care. Like we're really here. I mean, this round has been particularly annoying with the Facebook delays of tags, but even I found a way around that last week just, just to put it in the in the replies, which we seem to be getting instantaneously. It's a standalone post where the delays are, but but generally speaking, we get back very quickly. We do like two live Q&As with you guys a week. Some some of them span well over an hour. Not always, but it happens. You know, we really care. We really give a shit. Um, so trust me, if we make a decision, I mean, I'm literally having this debate at the moment with people who think it's bad for Bodhi that James and I aren't together anymore. It's like if we made a decision knowing that we care so much about people who are going to be impacted by that, just trust it. Because, yeah, we, we do care genuinely. It's not out of selfishness agree um and i think you'll all be pleasantly surprised next year with all of the updates that we're doing mm -hmm. um, thing, which i'm excited about writing loads of new workouts oh yeah okay yeah. um joe's just saying that she's joining from her bed with covid sending a lot of love oh babe right are you ready for this one hit me a long one from sarah i sometimes go to a group weights class where there are typically three to four stations with two exercises at each station. The exercises are all similar to the ones you've recommended, so that's great. However, sometimes I only have time to get two sets, 10 to 12 reps of each exercise in before I have to move to the next station. I love the com camaraderie of the class and the instructor spots on the barbell is always giving tips on form. However, Am I doing myself a disservice not getting in that third set? If I think I'll only have time for two sets, should I go heavier on those two sets? So anything is better than nothing, but would love your advice. I agree. Anything's better than nothing. The fact that you enjoy these classes, that you consistently go, that you it obviously is a huge benefit to your mental health as well. You say you love the camaraderie means these are all big green ticks for me. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. In terms of optimal training for your physique, as in what you look like, I would like more volume, and I don't want any of you waiting, uh, weightlifting on a time limit. Um, that's not how it works. That's not what we want. That's one thing for cardio, hit like da 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 da, uh, body strength as well. But weightlift, free weights, and and stuff like that. No, I want you lifting for volume. So how many sets and how many reps? So in that context, is it ever so slightly, but not massively, ever so slightly suboptimal? Yes. I love the fact that the PT is helping with form, which is really rare. Go him or her. Um, but it, the answer to your question is it's slightly suboptimal in, in one lens, but it's also optimal in, in other lenses, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I think that's an important consideration. Like often people ask a question and it's like, look, is that optimal hypertrophy? Absolutely not. Especially if you're struggling to fit in two sets and I'm imagining you're not having full recovery and you're just kind of doing one person goes the other person goes it's not perfect if you want the outcome to be muscular growth right it sounds like you're a little bit rushed but if you enjoy it which means you're consistent will you still get results from it hell yeah you will and might you get I don't know 10% extra results if you did it in a slightly different way yeah potentially but you're probably going to get the vast majority of the results from that and I would say your first kind of two sets are giving you like by far the biggest bang for your buck that third and fourth set adds a little bit but it doesn't it's not not half as impactful as those first two sets anyway one thing to consider and you kind of mentioned that here should I be going heavier if you want to get the most out of your training you should be reaching near failure so it's not just volume that matters it also intensity matters too so you want to reach near failure so that you're recruiting more of that muscle the higher higher threshold motor uh, units that are going to recruit more muscle fibers, stimulate more muscle fibers, which will result in more growth. Mm. So yeah, if you're if you're only getting two sets in, make sure on that second set you're really pushing yourself. Yeah, agree. But also, I don't think they don't get to pick the weights, do they? Like it's laid out, it's in station. So that's another consideration that really touches on Emma's point there. Like. But, the, but like I said, you love it. You're getting to the gym, you're exercising, you're resistance training, you're moving. Like it, It's up to you to reflect on and figure out why not do a bit, bit of both? Why not have optimal lifting sessions and then your fun classes? That's great. Yeah. 
Um, okay, Susie, afternoon lovelies. I've been rather quiet this round, but I've been plodding away in the background, hitting my goals and finding huge comfort in trusting the process. I had a wobble midway through the round uh, when the scales hadn't moved for three weeks and I was doubting what I was doing. However, with your encouragement, I stuck it out, kept consistent and eventually things started to move. This round has seen a steady drop on the scales with a further four kilograms. Beyond this, I feel great, um, have energy and now seeing the difference in the mirror. The latter being far more exciting than the number on the scales. I have found a new love for weightlifting. It makes me feel like such a girl boss. Please tell me I'm not the only one. I just wanted to share this for anyone who isn't seeing what they want on the scales yet. Stick with this. It works. There are so many other measurements of progress. Thank you so much, Emma and Chloe and the EC Method family. I cannot wait to see what 2024 brings for, for this girl. Sending Christmas love and looking forward to seeing you in January for round three. Onwards we go, Susie. Yes, Susie. Yes, sorry for the long post, Emma. Probably knows I struggle with the old reading. <laughs> I love that. That was wicked. And no, weightlifting makes you feel like a girl boss. That's why I fell in love with it. Like, it did the same for me, like the dance class did when I used to go to pineapple and learn routines. It's like this... It's like this internal feeling of like excitement and pride and strength. And I'm just here for it. I love that. And also, by the way, though, how you're like, oh, you know, for anyone else not seeing progress on the scales, like it's been so 4kg. Did she say 4kg in a round? No, but she was saying that like last round, she she like plateaued a little bit, but then kept going. Yeah, but then kept going. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Now it's going down quite nicely. Yeah. Brilliant. I love that. Okay. Bernadette. Did you like that? No, it was weird. <laughs> right, okay. Hi, lovelies. Wishing you both and the EC math, math, uh, the EC fam a lovely Christmas when it arrives. Question. For most sets on workouts, there are one one minute, 30 seconds rest between sets. Then on a superset, it's 30 seconds. Can you just quickly oh. give a summary of why the supersets have short recovery periods? Thanks. So I write these workouts, so I'll, I'll answer. Yeah. With, normally with the single set exercises, it will be something compound. Like it might be a deadlift or something. Yeah. I want you to lift heavy. I want you to lift with good form. And then I want you to recover so that your second set is of just as high a quality as your first set. When you look at the exercises that I've supersetted, often there'll be opposing muscle groups. So you need less recovery time. And sometimes they're literally, they're a little bit like, well, I was going to say fluff. They're more like assistance exercises, right? So if you're doing a bicep curl, probably don't need one minute 30 recovery. But uh, if you're doing something like a squat or a deadlift or a chest press or something that's more compound, then the longer recovery is beneficial. So it's basically just that you, you don't need as much recovery and I don't care as much about the weight that you're lifting. Fantastic points and I don't disagree. Great. Okay, Jenny, just to thank you, Chloe, I pulled my back again, but after some chiropractor sessions and the thumbs up to get back to the gym, I'm hugely grateful that you've taken the time and effort to do the back supported workouts. You are oh. very much appreciated. Also, did my little cardio after the weights, like I said in my post after 12 rounds, I'm still learning. Also, Emma, you gave me some advice a while back. I'm still plowing on with this and I'll check in at the start of the next round on progress. Great. Love that. Thanks for the gratitude. Well, actually, I'm actually redoing all of those back and assisted workouts. They won't be any less helpful, I promise. But we do need a bit of a, especially the ones that I've done, we need a bit of a revamp. So that'll be fun for a lot of you. A couple of you have actually requested that in this round. So that's happening. Okay, Sarah, me again. Thanks for the answer to my last question on group weights classes. Oh, um, super helpful. Thank you. Since joining this round, I have been so much more conscious of my steps and nutrition. I make myself go for a walk every day, even if it's so tempting to stay inside, but I always feel better for it. The other day, I encouraged my seven-year-old son to join me and we had the best chat. Thank you and have a great Christmas. Do you know what? You do have great chats on walks, I think. Walking and talking. I think if I was ever to go on a date, which I don't think I will, but if I was, it would be a walk and talk situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah although I did that and it was still really awkward <laughs> yeah well 
I mean, you can be quite awkward though, Emma. I think you need to take some responsibility for your awkwardness. Okay, yeah, I can. <laughs> in, in, a, in a date situation, I definitely can. That I like just don't see how anyone does it sober. Yeah. Oh, well, I did, didn't I? Went for a nice little walk. Is it? I'm very impressed. Oh my god! You know what? I've, I've never told this story. I think because I wasn't like ready with Zoe yet, right? But this was like maybe our like third day. <laughs> and someone who's done the EC method and commit six actually like just bumped it and was like, "Oh my god!" Because she was like walking towards me as if she knew me, and I was like, "Do you know her?" And she's like, and "So he was like, I've no idea who that is." <laughs> And then she was like, oh, it's me. I've done the EC method. I love it. I listen to all your podcasts. Blah, blah, blah. That was strange. But that was also like the second date. That That's was cool. Funny. You're like, look. And that was you on Clapham Common. Thanks. That's wicked. You're like, look how important I am. You should be so happy on a date with me right now. I get loads of women coming up to me in the gym, specifically in the toilets, maybe because they listen to the podcast and they know I'm like, don't approach me in the gym. <laughs> toilets are fine. <laughs> um being like oh my god I've done the EC method or I'm on the EC method or I listen to the EC method like it's really cool it feels wicked it's like oh good we're doing good stuff do you think as soon as someone says oh yeah I listen to all the EC podcasts you're like oh you know me really well (laughs) yeah because we have no fucking filter it's awful (laughs) yeah anyway right okay Nicola my first time on the EC method and staying for the next round I've lost 3.4 kilograms and 20. Uh, sorry 25 centimeters all around I've always loved the gym but uh, but prefer the structure I'm 46 have been on and off steroids for asthma and the first time this year I've lost weight can't thank you enough enjoy Christmas amazing Nicola well done I love that you guys smash it we also really just like the positivity where I'm like all for positive vibes (laughs) oh yeah right okay Pam I just I asked Santa for a weight bench and it arrived early what a great investment. I was going to kill my body using a piano bench. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that Santa came early. That's way too high. That would have that would have wrecked your lower back. Yeah. Okay, Joe. This week I finally made it through all five rounds of the body weight home workout in one session. But to do the last two rounds, I need longer rest before I could start again. Is it better to do that than lose form? Yes, absolutely. Take a bit of break if you need to. And well done. That's brilliant. Okay, Claire. Woohoo, made the last live. I just wanted to say thank you both so much and Merry Christmas before this round finishes. This was my fourth round and the first at maintenance. Still learning on the maintenance side. Definitely the most difficult bit, 100%. Um, But it seems to be working even after no training for the last week and a half as I've been suffering with COVID. Um... Here's to a germ-free Christmas. And when I have the pennies, I'll be signing up for round five. Awesome. Um, okay. Claudine, my dad, uh, my dad, I think that's meant to say, my dad is a bereavement counselor and does group walk and talk sessions because people talk so much more when walking. Yeah. I think it's so easy to open up as well in comparison to like, a normal therapy setting can be quite in- intimidating of like sitting across from someone and it or, or being quite a lot of pressure. Whereas if you're walking, you can just quite easily change the subject. A hundred percent agree. There's also something about, oh, this is going to sound really odd, but like safety in the movement of like, there's more happening than you're just like internally thinking about what's coming out your mouth, what you're going to say that you can kind of, yeah, like almost like hide in it in a way. I really, I'm a big fan of a walk and talk. Isn't there a really famous like men's only retreat where you like walk and talk? I think James is going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. It might even be, no, it's not Paul Moore. I can't remember who it is. Anyway, you seem to be your client, by the way. Yeah. I really like him. Yeah. Good guy. Um. Yeah, but actually they do a lot of like walking therapy for cancer as well. I used to be part of some of those. Yeah, I did too. I did a massive one with um, Copper Thiel and we trekked through Iceland. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. I know. This wasn't like that. It was no. just go to the park, go to Clapham Common and walk. 
yeah but I do think I mean it's probably also like thinking back to when I did more in person like the amount that I know about my clients because they felt like they could open up and they'd be like haha it's kind of like therapy and I'd be like (laughs) it is (laughs) but I think because you can quite easily change the subject or be like I'm just gonna do another set if you if you feel uncomfortable or you can have a longer break and talk more about whatever it is you're struggling with like it's just yeah it's it's an easy space often to open up agree I used to have a client she was like going through a divorce and she'd like she'd start exercising and she'd just get really angry so it was fine like it was just what she needed to do and she's like I think once she threw her hoodie at me and stormed off and came back two minutes later and was like I'm fine now <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> fair enough um Joe, I love a walk and talk day as you don't have to be looking at the other person the whole time yeah do you know what I really struggle with eye contact on a date like I, I wait eye contact all the time. I'm like I, I won't look at people. <laughs> like if I actually fancy them, I'll just like I'm the worst when I really fancy someone. I just shut down. Like I was I was talking to Kerry about this the other day. Like my issue is is that if I really fancy someone, I won't go on a date with them. Because I'll be like, no, uh-uh, like that's too much for me. How fucking ridiculous is that? But I mean, I'm never gonna go on a date anyway, so it doesn't matter anyway. It's a moot point. It is it's hard though, because like if I fancy someone, I will I'll be like the other side of the room like standing in the corner like this whereas if I don't fancy them I'm like like real easy to get on with real talkative like yeah yeah totally own the conversation own the room it's true like even if guys I fancy message me and I see it on my phone I'm like I don't even know if I want to open it like ah. (laughs) just to be clear there is no one boy I fancy it most boys (laughs) yeah you do yeah um Jenny, I genuinely think you're my real life friends and I've never met you. <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. But we feel like that too. Actually, yeah. also, someone saw, one of our clients saw, can't remember who it was the other day, that Canny and I went for lunch. I was like, oh my God, I want to go. Th-. Just to be clear, Canny works really close to Covent Garden. So if I'm in Covent Garden, I'll be like, just so you know, I'm going to be in Covent Garden on this day if you're around. And if she's working and she has a lunch break, she's like, yeah, cool, I'll come just saying that any of you who are in London like honestly let me know like where you are and if I'm ever in the area I'll let you know we could do workouts we could do brunch we could do so many options we also need to do another meetup next year next year we will yeah. yeah okay we're up to date oh okay finally I've got I won't say her name because she'll park up I've got her Come um on. Yeah. That's with Frozen. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, let me get back into the FBG. Um, Elizabeth, my dearest Clemmer, thank you for everything you do. Love you both so much. You are a lifeline to my san- sanity. Um, happy Christmas and New Year, and I'll see you again next round. Oh, thanks, Elizabeth. Guys, I really love these positive vibes. I don't know why it's starting at the top, Emma. It never normally it, does this. Why do you need to? I've never seen someone scroll so. <laughs> Yo, we have so many. Okay. Bless you. Rebecca Gwitha. Hello, and thank you for all your advice and information so far, Emma and Chloe. I have a quick question about tracking. I'm super pleased with how I've done so far in my first round. This week, I've been saving calories every day as it's my birthday tomorrow, and I'm going for afternoon tea. Oh, congrats. I mean, happy birthday. Congratulations. On being born. (laughs) Um, Every time I've been before, I've been dieting, so I've always had to restrict what I put in. But this time, I'm just going to have the full afternoon tea and the full cocktails. My question is, should I track this? No, you've done enough. Go and enjoy it. I've tracked everything so far. Should I just accept that I banked 500, 700 extra calories, leave the tracking and pick up again on Sunday? Yes. Um, is it useful for me to know whether I've gone over calories and how, by how much? It depends on the situation. In this case, absolutely not. Just go. You've done what you can do. Get on with it. Enjoy it. Have fun. And happy birthday. Okay. Caroline Lee. I think I've already answered this. Hang on. Yes, I've already answered it. Um, JJ Woe. Hey guys, I'm really keen to hear your take on resistance training prescription for muscle strength and hypertrophy in healthy adults. 
a systematic review and meta-analyses. I am trying to learn how to interpret research papers correctly. And if I'm right, it's basically saying that for hypertrophy, lifting for multiple sets is more important than the actual load lifted. Whereas for strength goals, it came down to lifting higher loads. Sorry for the mega nerdy question. I'm just really interested in hearing your views. Yeah, generally speaking, but it is nuanced. All of it matters. Sets, reps, and weight lifted, load lifted for total volume is important for hypertrophy. But yes, you're going to have, I would say, better volume rehypertrophy if you're hitting failure or thereabouts at, say, eight to 10 reps, then three to four reps with a heavier load. So, yes, with a strength goal, of course, you're trying to get stronger. So, that's how much force your muscles can generate in a lift. And in order for you to progress that it's more important that you're increasing the load lifted than it is that you're focusing on sets and reps but hypertrophy is a little bit more nuanced and murky emma yeah i think i mean the the main take home from most of those studies or like the 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 body of that research is that for hypertrophy volume is key and lifting to failure those two things now you can do that in a lower rep range or a higher rep range but you need to create the the right like enough volume with strength you've got different adaptations right and and part of that's neural so you really if you want to get good at lifting a heavy weight and remember that the definition of strength is like the force that you can apply to an object right so you're looking at like one rep max if you want to get better at that you need to lift heavy you can't do that lifting 20 reps now, where I think people get a little bit confused about this, and I've had quite a lot of questions recently of, of things like, will Pilates build my strength? Well, like walking will build your strength if you're bed bound, you know? Like, it, so what's the, like, after a while, you're probably going to have reached a point where Pilates isn't going to make you any stronger because you need to overload that muscle to keep improving. So it depends on your starting point. Now, for some people, if, if you're like, I'm completely inactive and I'm going to start Pilates, will that build your strength? 100% it will. If you're like, oh, I've been resistance training for years, but I'm thinking of just doing Pilates to build my strength, then that won't work. Yeah. Depends yeah. on. It depends. It's always the answer. It depends. It depends. It depends. Like, yeah. You can't, can you hear this or no? A little bit. It's not a problem. Turn it down a bit. Um, okay, anything else in the live? Um, just a few people saying, can you do the meetup um, with ample notice to book flights? <laughs> I love everyone. Yeah, maybe we should just do it in the summer again, like June time before people tend to be going on holiday. That was so good. Yeah. That was a walk and talk. And pub. Yeah. Okay. Lindsay James, hello, I've had a bad call. Actually, this is old and I remember talking to her about this. Jess Blackledge, by the way, Emma, we're going into quite old questions territory, just so you know. So I'll do this one and then everyone heads up. Everyone who's watching, put a question on the live because I don't know if we need to be answering questions from three, four weeks ago. So, okay. We've got one here. Okay, go on. Okay, Lauren. Uh, 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 hey, guys. Sad it's the last live. I thought I'd get my thoughts on my... I thought I'd get your thoughts on my current training regime and whether I should be doing something more optimal. I train Olympic lifting Monday and Wednesday and I teach body pump on a Thursday. These are my non-negotiables at the moment and they do require full body-ish. I then do three to four gym sessions on top of that. I've given the push-pull legs a go. With that, I worry that my body parts don't get a complete rest between sessions. I like to train for myself six times a week. And so the frequency is also important for me for the headspace. Your advice, much appreciated. I'd get quite clear on what your outcome goal is. And I can't emphasize this enough. And actually having just um, re-gone over a lot of programming for things on EIQ and re-looked at the research very like this week, I just can't emphasize enough that a lot of people are just overtraining. Like six days a week, you're spinning your wheels in a couple of those sessions. They're, they're not doing you any good. And if anything, they might be doing you harm because you're not recovering properly. I think you'll actually get 
better results doing less. Now, saying that, this is why I'm saying rethink your goals because I train six days a week, but all of my sessions are under 30 minutes. And so I can train more frequently because I'm putting less stimulus on my muscles each time, right? Like if I was doing six one hour workouts a week, I probably wouldn't be recovering from that, but I'm not. I do short ones and I do them partly because I know I concentrate better after I've exercised, I show up better for work. I'm in a better mood. There's different reasons that I'm doing it. It is carigotic, carigotically, whatever. Categorically. (laughs) It's not as good for for body composition goals. If my sole goal was, I want to build as much muscle as possible, that is not the way that I would program. That was Mm. not the way I was training myself. So you have to remember as well, and, and remember this when you're looking at what anybody else does, they might be doing it for a very different reason. Like I'm not doing it for physique goals. I wouldn't be training like that for physique goals. And there's a there's an element of that. In fact, the main reason I exercise is more for concentration and showing up at my best and my mood. So consider that as well. And, and if you're saying that's part of what you've put here about your headspace, okay, fine. But you could probably get the benefits. So for example, what I realized is I don't need to do a full hour's workout to get in a better headspace. I can do 20 minutes. And mm. that's that I need, right? So then if you're doing it for those reasons, but you still want to optimize hypertrophy as well, you might be thinking, right, if you're not recovering from what you're doing at the moment, maybe those sessions can be cut down and a lot shorter. Yeah, consistency and the division of that will look different for everyone. So like Emma said, she does six 20-minute workouts a week and she knows she'll be recovering from that. I do five 45 minute workouts a week and then have the weekends off for my child my my family my friends that everybody's got a different thing but I agree if you're non-negotiable your Olympic lifting session and then and then you say teacher class right maybe add in like one more like a specific hypertrophy session per week and then call it a day um yeah okay Katie just to say thank you both so much for all your hard work, empathy and wonderful support to me and everyone in the EC this year. This has been, i sorry, I've been in a right funk the last couple of weeks and this live is perking me up no end. Um, I do need to know who was your secret crush on Dreamphone, Chloe? Oh, I lost. Oh. I, by the way, I, don't, I mustn't have been playing it right because there was only one boy left on my board and it was Dave left on my score sheet and it was Dave and it wasn't Dave and then my friend Julia got hers instead but it was fantastic I haven't I haven't drunk any wine since because I really I overshot my load there <laughs> sorry I shouldn't say that term on the AC method bloody hell sorry I don't know what just came over me I forgot where I was um but yeah it was uh, it was honestly like the best night I really 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 worth the, the money I'm hoping I say the same about the Taylor Swift concert Oh, I'm sure you will. Oh, I mean, I'm obviously going to. I'm so excited. When is it? August. Okay, Catherine, I asked the question a few weeks ago in a post, but it may be a good live question. We talk a lot about our menstrual cycle impacting behaviours, eating patterns and desires to exercise. What about the other way around? Your thoughts in eating or exercise in certain ways impacting cycle to ease symptoms? yeah yeah but I think it's very individual um I think there are kind of by and large theories as to what suits what when and why but I having been coaching for as long as I have I can tell you right now that everybody goes through different phases and feelings and I've had clients who struggle much more in their ovulation phase than they do in their menstrual phase had clients struggle much more in their follicular phase than they do in their menstrual phase I mean everyone's different um but by and large yeah just like everything there are general schools of thought on what's best okay I read this slightly differently I thought she was saying oh no wait no you were right I read it differently doesn't matter I no, I don't actually agree with eating in certain ways depending on times of your cycle aside from you getting to know yourself and realizing that hey coming up to maintenance the week before my menstrual cycle really works for me or actually doesn't do anything for me I just power through 
or there are maybe only a couple of days where I need to have some more calories or I can't go to the gym but that might change every cycle and I wouldn't tie yourself to certain things there are numerous reasons for this but like one of the primary ones is if you're so for example so many of our clients are perimenopausal you can't do it anymore because your cycle's going to change all the time some days it'll, sometimes it'll be three months before you have a, a cycle some days it'll be or some months it'll be like a year and then you hit menopause right so you're not going to have any consistency there secondly a lot of women are on hormonal contraception which changes things thirdly this is all based off the normal cycle which literally nobody has anyway yeah can't really you know and if you're being so specific as to say this week I'm going to be more insulin sensitive so I'm going to eat um less carbs or more carbs or whatever like whatever way you want to even view that and interpret it then you might be completely off based on what's happening within your body so even if your weeks even if the cycle was consistent your weeks were consistent people have different lengths of follicular phase and luteal phase and like it's not it's not as clear cut as what people think it's when you look at those graphs of what's happening with your hormones that is like on average what we think might be happening and your hormones are likely following a relatively similar pattern it's certainly not what's happening in every single woman's body and to base your nutrition off that is wildly complicating it and completely unnecessary what i kind of read and interpreted that as is more to do with like many women that we get will have really bad pms symptoms and when they clean up their diet and when they start exercising and when they start walking and when they start improving their health they actually find that their symptoms reduce yeah 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 i think just to touch on emma's point there yes obviously we're aligned and when i said generally speaking there are kind of general guidelines i don't mean in terms of dietary intake i mean more specifically in terms of exercise recommendation but again as emma said not only is it different for every single person it's different for every single cycle and i love what she said about like stop over complicating it go on your biofeedback go on how you feel and understand that it doesn't matter if you're menstruating or or ovulating or what it doesn't matter the same principles apply um and now people will come back and be like but you know your thermogenesis is higher when you're in your um menstrual phase or your follicular phase so therefore you can eat more it's like yeah to a small degree but again the same rules still apply we fat loss you still have to be in a deficit you know so yeah i i would i just really I know, I understand why it really appeals to the female space. But I do think that the coaching for women has been massively overcomplicated, massively wrapped in cotton wool, when actually the facts are the facts. And if you want to get a result in anything, anything at all, work, diet, exercise, fitness, strength, physique, it's really simple. Put in the work and you get the result. There's only so many ways. To like, make it work for you. If you know that actually it does work for you bringing your calories up or not training or training more or training less or changing a few things or doing more cardio or less weights or the other way around, like that's fine. Like as Chloe's saying, the basic is the same, right? Everyone needs to be in a calorie deficit to lose body fat, but how you want to apply that to your life based on what you're struggling with or how you like to live your life or your preferences, that might look different. And that's, absolutely fine as well so it's figuring out your own way to do it I, I pulled an analogy about this about like like I struggle to read right but I now love reading books and I've never actually read a full physical book that's of like any length before but now that there's audible and I don't actually have to physically read to do that because I'm dyslexic then it, it's way easier for me to read books right so the outcome is the same but I've taken a slightly different route to it and I would think of like your fat loss as the same, like, yeah, okay, well, we need to like do these basic principles of creating a deficit, but how you do that based on your life and your interpretation of, or like your values, what's important to you, that might look different and it's okay for that to look different. But yeah, I wouldn't base it off your menstrual cycle. Yeah, menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah menstrual cycle. Do you know what? I saw a reel the other day and it was like, your when you're menstruating you're detoxing your whole body and flushing <laughs> it was ridiculous you're detoxing your uterus tissue i'll give you that that's pretty much where it stops like that cramping you feel that's your uterus shedding its lining 
that's yeah. a detox of the uterus I really wouldn't go for when you give birth you're detoxing your body of your baby <laughs> yeah no shit Sherlock <laughs> um okay Susie so how would you advise approaching Christmas tracking not tracking banking calories in advance I'm tempted not to track for Christmas day boxing day new year's eve but to eat consciously to satiety and still hit calories step count workout averages does this sound sensible yeah and again we need to put out that because I think in that episode that we talked about last time with the calories we also talk about approaches so you're all different for some of you like for example Pauline Pauline is dieting successfully on 1800 calories and when I said to her do you how are you going to find this because she's trying to get a bit leaner right now and I said to her, how are you going to find this realistically over the Christmas break? And she was like, fine. She's like 18, absolutely fine. And I know, but Pauline's been my client for years. So I know that when she says it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. Um, some of you will be like, no, I am not tracking on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Fine. Just make sure you track around that. And you understand that this is your time to, again, we, we don't encourage you to overindulge. If that happens, it's the time of year. It's for some people or some sometimes it's inevitable. We don't encourage it, but if it happens, whatever, let the chips fall where they may have happened. Exactly what you said. We kind of encourage you to eat consciously, like know when you're full and stop. Like if you're full, if you're feeling a bit sick after your Christmas dinner and half a Terry's chocolate orange, don't finish it just because it's there. Give it to someone else, put it back in the fridge, whatever it is. Um, so you get to eat consciously. Um, but what do you to call it? The sandwich approach. The sandwich approach, yeah. So it's like, you know, you're you're training, you're eating really well in terms of for your goals. And then for me, it's like Christmas Eve evening, all the way into into kind of the end of Boxing Day. These are my days where I'm like, I don't want to track, I don't, I want to be health aware and I want to be like, you know. I want to just be aware of, like I say, when I'm full and how I feel, but I absolutely don't want to quote unquote diet. And then as soon as the 27th hits, I literally get up fasted because I'm full of food, go to the gym, don't drink alcohol for a few days before New Year, go to the gym, get back on it, you know, and it will look different for all of you. You'll all have a different approach, but this is definitely some, my favorite. I'll be right back. I don't know why she's gone. Oh no, she's here. It's fine. <laughs> and I think that approach works if you plan it you yeah do, you know I have a plan I'm getting back on track on the 27th I've got my gym session planned great like you go in you enjoy it and then you've got a plan coming out the other side rather than it's usually the time between Christmas and New Year where you beat yourself up about a bit because you overindulged and then you end up overindulging more that's what we want to avoid so I would, yeah. I would set yourself a bit of a plan go in with some intention and, and enjoy it and then also remember that being overly full isn't enjoyable like as Chloe was just talking there and being like oh when you know you've had your full Christmas dinner and then you wolf down like a Terry's chocolate orange I'm like I actually just remembered feeling that full and I'm like it's not nice like it's no, it's just not a nice thing so I think reminding yourself of that as well is like yeah you might eat more calories but you don't want to eat so much that you're uncomfortable agree and then you get the night sweats Ooh. Bodhi one sec um right okay thank you so much ladies for the past five weeks such a great community and loving the new habits I have started and looking forward to starting 2024 in my positive mindset we'll see you in January I hope love your podcasts and lives too so funny I go so much listening to them when I walk great um Okay, Sam, just a quick thank you for the last two years. I'm finally daring to go alone. You've taught me so much and honestly changed the way that I live my life and see my body. I'm still aiming to get stronger and hit my non-negotiables. That won't change, but I need to spend less time on Facebook. So sadly, coming away from the group, wishing you both a fabulous Christmas and phenomenal 2024. You are incredible women and I am privileged to have been a client. Aww. Well, you know, you're always welcome here. You're always welcome back and well done for committing to it and giving it all you've got and um two years yeah, is like that reason as well just to get off social media for a minute like I mean we hope you know that the Facebook group is there for you guys to pop in and out of at your own pleasure discretion whatever prerogative but yeah I feel that I feel that okay um 
Joe, thank you so much for doing this short round of EC. I had been listening to the podcast since the beginning, but was never brave enough to join. As a 56-year-old with lots of weight to lose, I feel like I'm finally beginning to understand the principles. I'm three kilograms down, I'm not hungry, and this is a great start. Thank you both for the advice and the support. I'm looking forward to the next round. Merry Christmas all. I love it. Do you know what? Every accountability Christmas, we get people in that, that have been sitting on the fence for ages, and then they stay on. I know we it's a really it's interesting isn't it because like in our industry this time of year it's seen, it's seen as dead everyone I speak to is like oh but you know how it is at Christmas and I'm like we have really big rounds and <laughs> maybe it's that kind of acceptance of people in our industry that makes it dead for them but we're like fuck it let's see what happens and we always have big rounds and we always get a new host of return clients for Macy and I love that be right back Okay, Pam, just want to say thank you so much of the work for so much of the work that you do. I'm 63. I've been active my entire life, but never weight slash resistance trained. My body turned into the classic apple shape. I've lost 9.7 pounds, managed to lose several inches, and my thighs have increased just a little. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. You've lost six. You've lost 9.7 pounds and your thighs have increased. She's body comp right We love oh. that. Um, I can't see a lot of muscular change, but I can feel it. Uh, look forward to hitting close to goal range next session and getting stronger. Love, Love that. It. Um, okay, Claire. Hi, ladies. I've a coaching question on workouts. I'm doing push pull legs, and when I can, when I can, I do the bonus. I'm getting married next year, and I would like to focus on arm definition, definition purely for aesthetic reasons. I've just started to get some definition on my upper body, but would love some more. Are the above workouts enough or should I add it in an additional arm day? Um, and is it best to go heavy or lighter with more reps? Stick to the workouts and you'll notice in the workouts, there are both short reps and look, we're like, like uh, lower reps and higher reps. So yeah. But also remember as well, like lat pull down works your biceps, chest press works your chest. Like you're not, you don't need to isolate these, although there are some isolation movements in there as well. So yeah, you don't need to change anything. Did you mean chest press works your shoulders? No. Well, you said chest, you said lat pull down works your biceps, chest press works your chest. Oh, I meant triceps, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Oh, it's like... um, <laughs> yeah, did, did you know that chest press works your chest? I don't follow. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> um. Elizabeth, I think the main difference between EC and all others and the reason that you are so successful is that you promote sustainable change and meet each client where they are. It's never an all or nothing approach. And it it's let's make this work for you, your life, however that looks. Truly, you are both a treasure. Aww. That's how everyone should bloody well be doing it, though. And it's, it's not as if people in our industry haven't learned the hard way. Like Emma and I, we used to be like exactly like that. And that's the problem. This is what I'm having issues with at the moment with a lot of dietary methods is it's like, yeah, it's going to work. And then what? Well, it just, it works. Yeah, it works. And then what? Like, it's so annoying to me. I'm just like, how many times do people have to say this? So I find, look, I find a lot of the messaging, and I've said this before, and it, it doesn't make me sound great, but it's true. It's a very saturated space. And the content on social media is identical for all the people that I follow, because all the people that I follow are fucking brilliant. So I, even I, that see content after content after content, and I'm like, oh, done it before, seen it before. This is why one of the reasons why I struggle so hard with it at the moment, because I'm like, it's done, it's out there. And then every now and again, I realize this is my echo chamber, this is my goldfish bowl. And actually, like my friends, like people I know, but celebrities, like, doing all the wrong things because it works and I'm like okay give it six months like anyway well, I think I think part of this is is marketing right it's way yeah. easier to market oh my god you've been struggling with fat loss yeah that's because you've not been taking ketones didn't you know that this new science about <laughs> ketones is exactly why you lose weight and like you see it as this new cure-all thing that's much harder than being like look you know it's sustainable change we both know it you're just more likely to go for something else like like I think everyone no matter how into health and fitness you are everyone's like would it be nice if one of these supplements actually worked yeah but they don't like 
and if they did then we'd be promoting them too like that's why we we recommend very few things and then when we do we get a million questions about them like creatine because people are like oh it must be amazing if you're talking about it but you know it's it's good but it's not going to change your life um but I do think and this is where us as coaches like one of the skills is describing what you do in different ways and still being excited about talking about the same thing in a different way to a different person and get because it is amazing when I know Chloe's thing is definitely like when a, a woman gets into strength training and you're like when that clicks for me that was just amazing and when anyone's like Chloe your book's got me in strength training I know it's like the best thing that you could possibly say to her because she's like that's yeah. what like that's, that's my thing, what yeah. you do, right and for me it's probably more like the yo-yo dieting side like when people realize the impact of imperfect action you don't have to be all or nothing and you can eat carbs and still lose weight and stuff and actually you know after 13 years of doing this that still gives me a buzz yeah reminding yourself of that and being able to package it up in different ways and get other people excited about it because if you're not excited about the process they're not going to be either and then it's about buy-in oh yeah she don't even acknowledge her <laughs> i mean she's not fast what's she watching frozen do you like oh. her mom oh it's very cute oh yeah Oh, say hi, Emma. You say hi. She's, she's not interested. Thank God, this was intentional. I was like, "How do I? How do I, babe? We've made it through a whole life with her. Do you know how amazing I, that's incredible?" <laughs> yeah, she's got snot on her face. It's fine, it's not a problem. At least uh, it's not poo. At least it's not poo. Ugh. Okay, well, we're up to date on the live. Now seems like a great time to pack up. Yeah, guys, so we will basically be gearing everything down over the course of the weekend. Um, so obviously it's the weekend and we're getting closer to the to Christmas. But um, if you need anything before you go, definitely tag us. Um, and we will we'll give you any updates or anything we need to do Um ASAP and yeah we'll see you all in the next round have an amazing Christmas and a happy new year